everybody. Welcome to the Neighbors Church podcast. Uh, my name is Dan here with my beautiful wife, Alexis. And we also have some uber special guests with us for this conversation. We uber, have with uber us special. the uberest of the specialists. I feel very special. Yeah. We got Shua <laughs> Randall. Hey. Uh, yeah, Shua is our uh, intergalactic song maestro, worship <laughs> pastor, leader guy, all of those things and more. Yes. And then uh, his dear wife, Alexis, who is our communications uh, lead. <laughs> or Alexa. Alexa. Oh my gosh, I said Alexis. You did say Alexis. Alexa. And this it's is kind something, of confusing. It's kind and this of is confusing. something that happens very consistently with us is Alexis is Alexis and Alexa is Alexa. So they will get called each other's names it's very okay. consistently. And both of, them right. go, both of them go by Lex. It's <laughs> true. And so, uh, yeah, the reason that we brought these guys on today for the conversation is because uh, a number of weeks ago... In our staff conversations, we were working on our values. And as we were working through the value of simplicity, and as we were working through the value of stillness, um, somewhere along in that conversation, sitting down around our kitchen table, the term uh, sacred no and sacred yes came up in that we are trying to define or create a filter through which we can discern the things that we should be saying yes to and the things that we should be saying no to. And uh, I'm sure, my dear listener, uh, as you're keying in on this idea, um, you're probably feeling a little bit overwhelmed like all of us. We live at a really frenetic pace and uh, we're over busy, we're overscheduled, uh, we're overworked and we're worn out. And so when Jesus said, I came to give you rest, he meant, I want your state of existence to be a state of rest. And that requires a very, very intentional yes to certain things and no to certain things. And we added the word sacred to the front of that um, because here's the basic definition of sacred. Sacred means devoted or dedicated to a deity or to some religious purpose. It's that simple. We want our yeses to be devoted or dedicated to Jesus. And when we say no to something, we want that no to increase our devotion and amplify and intensify our dedication to Jesus for the purpose of fulfilling his mission, which is making disciples and ultimately intimate union with him and with each other. So the goal uh, for these conversations is we're gonna break them up into two parts. Today, we're gonna to be talking about sacred no. And our staff, we as a staff, we've been reflecting on this for a number of weeks. And we're just gonna let rip what we've been thinking about, what we've been talking about, and how these filters are helping us. And then the following conversation will be on sacred yeses, which actually, for the most part, we're finding more difficult. The sacred yes is, it's, a, it's an interesting space to filter your life through. So before I turn it over to everybody else and we just start chit-chatting about this, uh, A.W. Tozer, maybe one of my favorite pastors from a generation gone by, uh, really a prophetic voice for our generation of the church, he wrote this, the greatest loss man has suffered is not the loss of limbs. The loss of the home, as tragic and terrible as that is, is not the greatest loss some of us have suffered. The loss of loyalty and the loss of law-keeping all these are losses, but spring out of another loss basic to these. These are not the worst losses we could experience. The worst is losing 
the sense of sacredness. So to key this conversation off, you need to understand that as a Christian, every decision you make forms your soul. Every yes that you make and every no that you choose to, to abide by is going to form your soul and it's going to form your community. And if we don't have an innate sense that every yes and every no, regardless of our awareness of it, is sacred, it does something to our souls, uh, we'll be making decisions um, based on non-sacred motivation. And that can do damage to our souls versus building our souls up. Where do we want to start with this, you guys? Should we start uh, on our sacred no with um, impairments? like, wh Or what do we mean by sacred no? Where do we want to jump in and start talking about this? I actually think starting with what impairs the sacred no is really good because then that from there we can go into how do we respond um, and the ways that we can implement sacred no. Um, I'll just start off right away right off the bat with one impairment that I find for myself often is busyness. And um, in domestic- is that, a, is that a busyness because of an inability to say no? Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, we have to be realistic. I think some of our busyness is the normal life things we all have to take care of. Right, I mean, yeah. we have families, we have jobs, we do have to earn money and pay for our bills and change like, diapers. The whole yeah. Thing. There's like so many things that are just required for being functioning human adults. Um, but the busyness is also comes from my inability at times to discern, um, is this something I should be committing to? It's actually probably not, I should be saying no to this, but I overcommit myself. Um, recently, I was reading Domestic Monastery by Ronald Rollheiser. And he talks about this busyness as like this pathological busyness. Um, and in it, he says that there is rarely time to actually live. And so that is something that is impairing our human flourishing that busyness, this pathological busyness is impairing our ability to actually really live and enjoy life. I wonder how we can define what is necessary. Um, the things that have to keep us busy. Like I was just sitting here as you were talking, hon, um, reflecting on like in the day of Jesus, it was an agrarian society. And so they would wake with the sun and sleep with the sunset. And their day wouldn't be compressed with traffic and emails and, and all of those things that we have to deal with. I wonder if there's a difference in um, even just the lifestyle and how I think managing that um, around this pathological business. That feels so condemning to me in some ways, but it, in, in another way, um, yeah. I feel like in our cultural moment right now, there's a nowness to everything. Right, and immediacy. So everything mm -hmm. has to happen right now. I have to finish mm -hmm. this all now. And that usually comes from people or personally myself. Like I don't schedule things out. I don't like actually look at a calendar and say, I can finish these things and in this span of time and this span of time. And actually my wife, Alexa, is way better than at that than me and she helps me a lot and she's going to talk more about that. <laughs> but oftentimes we just... We have to do everything now because if we don't, there's like this social pressure or view, like mm -hmm. maybe a sense of shame or incompetence 
or like we're behind the curve or we're missing out on something mm-hmm. um, just because it's not happening in this very moment. And there are pockets in our life that we can create if we do say no to some of that immediacy. I want to just reemphasize something that you just said, Shua. There's a sense of shame, a sense of guilt, yeah. a sense of incompetence. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes I cannot say no to somebody because it is a threat to my identity. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, my identity is going to be diminished in the eyes of another. And you had been talking a little bit about Proverbs and this, the snare. Oh yeah. I mean, I, to me, another impairment is fear of man. Um, mm-hmm. Literally we get... Um, ourselves in these places where we're ruled by the opinions of others. So like for you talking about identity, that's really at the, at the heart of it. You're fearing what people think of you, their perception of you. And fear of man is a snare. And when you consider that it becomes this prison that we're living in where it's like, oh my gosh, if I let this, if I say no to this thing, I'm going to let this person down. And then that becomes a snare. Whereas if we're, um, carefully considering what we're going to say no to. And then that no is actually set apart. It's devoted. Yeah. We have this confident safety um, in our sacred no and in the Lord, because we're not fearing man. We're actually walking in step with Jesus and asking him like, what, what do I commit to? What do I not commit to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you talk just a little bit, babe? We, you had some of the most helpful counsel as an Enneagram nine. We were, all of us are kind of armchair Enneagram people. Uh, so as an Enneagram nine, what was it that Rich said to you? If you, if you find that you're getting angry. Oh yeah. One time my counselor said to me, um, basically if you commit yourself to something and you feel angry about it, that's like an instant clue that you should have said no in the first mm-hmm. place. Like, yeah. so that's, for real has been one of the best piece of advice I've been given is just monitoring. Oh, I feel really mad about this commitment. I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be doing it. The, the key is discerning beforehand before committing right. it, committing to it. So I'm not having to back out of everything. The key is that discernment. Right. I just feel like there's always going to be something to say yes to in mm-hmm. life. There's always going to be a new opportunity to be a part of. Um, And so at least for me, a way to be really intentional with my no's and yeses is to um, establish the space in my calendar prior to getting there. Mm -hmm. So for Shua and I, something that we started doing was setting aside a full day every week for Sabbath. And inevitably that is a yes. That's like a sacred yes, but it also lends itself to a million other no's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and it's really inconvenient and really frustrating for a lot of people sometimes when we're like, no, we can't, or no, it's really important to us that we take this day, mm-hmm. but it's yep. really life-giving for us. And it ends up being such a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two things that I think are so important that, you know, first of all, uh, the planning and the intentionality. Yeah. We'll talk about this in sacred yes as well, but I think the sacred no is is even more necessary to get them onto your calendars, like in reference to Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to talk about our calendars as being like, uh, I'm from Idaho, so of course you got to have cowboy illustrations, <laughs> being like a bucking bronco. 
And in Idaho, you know, to break a horse means you take that animal that like you can't ride and you break it to where then you, it's a tool that you can use. I know all the animal rights people are freaking out right now. It doesn't hurt the animal. It's like the horses are designed to be ridden. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> You've Other just than lost this is a, yeah, this is a very Idaho. So thing. many people. No, no. <laughs> the point being, uh, you have to break the 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 bucking bronco so you can ride it, and um, and it is very enjoyable. But most of the time, we uh, are not able to get our calendars to be something that we use. Our calendars use us, mm-hmm. and we have to break them. We we literally have to. You have to go through and methodically say no to these things. And there's a very intentional reality to that. And so um, the longer we're getting on staff with each other and knowing each other, I'm realizing Shu and I are a lot alike. We're not the most organized and detailed people. <laughs> nope. But no then way. we have these amazing wives <laughs> who are like, calendar, let's sit down. Let's go over this. To-do so, list. To-do list. Yeah. Get the schedule. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The to-do lists and the to, to, the to not do lists. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing that I wanted to key in on was there's this sense that when we say no, especially around core, 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 core values of our lives, like Sabbath, that sacred no actually becomes a sacred no for those around us. Mm -hmm. We actually begin to train our families. We actually begin to train our, our coworkers, our friends, our family members that, oh, they're saying no to this. It's obviously a huge value to them. I don't understand it. But in that, there is a seed being planted and it's a valuable seed. I've seen this in my teenagers. You know, people ask us all the time, how do you do Sabbath with with teenagers? You tell your teenagers, no, you're not going to go do that. You're (laughs) going to learn sacred no. And you're going to lay on the floor and watch Harry Potter with us as a (laughs) celebration of Sabbath. Yeah. And actually, um, not, I don't want to misrepresent my kids. My kids, because of a lifetime of sacred no's on Saturdays for family day when they were little, for legit Shabbat practice, Sabbath practice, as they've gotten older, it is part of their DNA now. Uh, where my teenage kids are like, oh, Sabbath is coming. Can't wait for a day to unplug, uh, be with the family, celebrate. And so sacred no's are not only for ourselves. They're actually for those around us that we're honestly fearing the most. And they need as much training and teaching around sacred no as, as, as we do. Yeah. It's really, really attractive um, to, to the world. It's like, it's something that our soul needs, whether we recognize it or not. Like yeah. whatever our personality type is, we might be like type A, very driven. We want to just mm-hmm. go, 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 go. Um, or you're like, um, just like, I want to chill out all the time. It doesn't matter your personality. It's something that our souls need. And so when we have opportunities to express this in the way we engage with the world around us, um, it, it does. I will second that. It forms people around you. I remember Alexa and I were at Trader Joe's, the second heaven, um, <laughs> a, a, a while ago. And we were going through the line and the, you know, everyone's so friendly. <laughs> Everyone that works at Trader Joe's, I've never just met a really pissed off yeah, Trader so Joe's true. person. No, they're always so, so sweet and kind. And he asked, what are you doing today? And we both go, it's a Saturday. And we go, well, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. or no, what are you doing this weekend? Because mm-hmm. it was Friday because we Sabbath on. And we said nothing. And he's like, oh. Yeah. He just had this sigh of, oh. 
was like, that sounds nice. And then I just felt compelled <laughs> to share. We do this thing called Sabbath on uh, Saturdays and we do nothing and we try to remember God and just be and exist. And he was like, oh man, like what? <laughs> it was like I put a hot plate of food in front of him Aww. and was like, this is what we're eating tonight. You know, it's like <laughs> your soul, um, part of you just, just almost can't, can't resist it mm -hmm. because it's something you need. You know, there's this, there's this sense in religious asceticism. You know, asceticism is the denial of flesh and desire in religious circles, especially in, in monasticism. And that it's this like self-flagellating, hard, terrible thing. Mm -hmm. But I think even as we've been having these conversations as a staff, we've realized like sacred no is like real good. It is. Yeah. Like, like you said, a hot right. plate of food. Yeah. And you're like doing mm -hmm. full evangelism at Trader Joe's based around <laughs> a no and doing nothing in Sabbath. Right. Like yeah. that should show us that the attraction mm -hmm. to Christian practice and Christian life is mm -hmm. something that, well... Who would have guessed it? God designed us to live this way. So the yeah. human soul yeah. like longs right. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to others, it can be, again, for that personality that like type A, I think I am more uh, open to just being like, I want to do nothing. And then wifey here <laughs> is like, I got to wait. I just got a one more email, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which is really helpful during the week when she's like, we need to get stuff done. I'm like, yeah, but like, uh. um, but for her, um, and maybe you can speak to this. It's almost like resistance. It's yeah. almost like resistance to the cultural pressure to just go, 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 and then like throw it on Instagram and tell everyone mm -hmm. how much you're go, go, going. Totally. I feel like it really has encouraged like self-awareness in me more than anything in like, some ways. How so Lex? Like, what like do you mean? Um, just like Shua was saying, I just have this, I don't know like subconscious need to constantly be doing something mm -hmm. and to just like work. So I tried to do block scheduling, which I most days try to stick to it. Some days I totally fail and I'm like working at 9 PM. But um, <laughs> when it comes down to our Sabbath day, it really is like, okay, I don't have the choice to work right now because I've already established I'm not doing that. So it causes me to be more engaged in other areas of who I am and what's going mm -hmm. on inside. And it leaves space for that. So it's kind of like this mental break in some ways to really be attuned to myself and what God is doing in me and around me um, more than being productive, quote unquote. One thing I love about that too. So similar to Alexa, I've kind of adopted the block scheduling thing. What's been interesting. Shu and I don't even have schedules. We're just you guys are like, what's what do you block mean? scheduling? What's what does that mean? What is, I think I'm breaking out on hives right now. <laughs> oh, does that have to do with Legos or? <laughs> Blocks. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> Considering that one thing that I found that's been actually quite wonderful this semester, because I'm going to school and then, you know, have the neighbor's responsibilities and life responsibilities and all the things is having those blocks um, has created this space for me where I've actually been able to, when you, when you are able to stick to it, obviously life mm -hmm. is life and things get broken. But when I am able to stick with it, I find that having that, um, has created space and margin for me to enjoy other things. And rather than feeling this sense, so that urgency that we were talking about yeah. early, earlier, this urgency of, um, I got to get it done. I got to prove myself. I got it. Like Alexis talking about like on Sabbath, I'm shutting down. Like I don't, I have other parts of me that aren't just like productive Alexa getting all the work done. Um, I've found that I have this sense of delight because it's like, oh, I actually did what I needed to do on that day. The day is done 
and mm-hmm. now I can be at peace and rest. It's like and actually I I, live. Yes. And actually live. Yeah. Like gold nugget, you guys, gold nuggets. Like you want self-care, learn the practice of sacred. No, but sacred. No is not sacred. If you haven't given a bunch of sacred yeses as well, there's like this balance that has to happen. Um, Sabbath is not Sabbath unless you work for six days. That's one of the things yeah. that's been interesting uh, over yes. watching Sabbath get into the air in the church culture yeah. over this last few years. And you've got some really uh, good books that are coming out at a lay level that are developing a, a Protestant Christian theology of Sabbath and saying no. And of course, you've got the self-care movement, uh, which I have found tremendously helpful, but also a little bit dangerous uh, in that it turns the entire focus of the soul formation inward on self. So when we get to sacred, yes, we'll talk about community and church attendance and all of those things. But the sacred no uh, is only a sacred no in light of the sacred yeses you've made. Sabbath is only Sabbath in light of the six days that you've worked, so on and so forth. Wanted to hit on something that we developed a couple podcasts ago. I don't remember which one it was. When you start saying no to things, uh, especially if you're an extrovert, or let's let's talk about social media, if you're going to say increasingly as a sacred act of devotion to God to limit distraction. You're going to say no to some social media stuff at whatever level. Uh, There's this thing in our culture, FOMO, fear of missing out. And um, what we've been trying to develop is this sense of JOMO, the joy of missing out. And you guys have been hitting on it a little bit. Like when you, you say no to something, my wife was just addressing this. Like you have this sense of like complete delight. And Alexa, you were, you were hitting on this sense that there's a real joy in coming to know these other parts of myself. Um, when I say no to things where I can settle in, uh, hear who I am apart from doing, apart from going, there's a real joy in that. And so sacred no, I think incorporates, uh, this, this need for the joy, the joy of missing out on what our society what the world says is going to give you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising. It really is surprising once you've unplugged from the matrix in some measure, how much your soul kind of expands and comes alive. I'm just curious, like, do any of you guys have like an actual tangible example where you're like, oh yeah, I actually said no to this, um, knowing that I was going to be missing out on something, but then there's like that embracing of that joy of missing out. Do you guys, any of you guys have like life story on that? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've one I I wrote down because I was like, I'm going to forget it if I don't write it down. Uh, Earlier this year, I just started with neighbors and being deep in this community and being a pastoral voice in this community. But right about at the same time as I started this, I, um, for whatever reason, decided to audition for a singing competition. That's like big and on TV and American whatnot. Idol, y'all. Yes. Intergalactic <laughs> Idol. Yes. Uh, Shua the Intergalactic and, Idol. And I, and I made it through. So I, I auditioned and I made it and then I auditioned again and they put me through again. And then it came to a point where that was looking at my calendar and looking at... Um, the things I wanted to do and things that I felt called by God to do, I had to begin weighing, okay, Mm -hmm. what am I going to miss out on? What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? I think that if I hadn't entered into neighbors as a community and I just had this like blank space or even space, just like busy work, I would have 
Mm-hmm. Totally done it. Mm-hmm. You guys, I got, I got to jump in. She was, yeah. she was diminishing what was going on here with <laughs> American <laughs> Idol um, because we, he and I were having coffee. We were talking about, hey, what would, it, what would this look like? And they jumped in on our community during the Zoom times, actually. And she was telling me about this American Idol thing, and he had actually already begun to say no uh, to them. Uh, but then after he'd said no, at one point, the executive producer actually called him and said, hey, I really, we really want you on this show. <laughs> and so I actually was um, both, one, blown away, and two, confirmed in there's just something about the, this next generation of Christians they are saying no to things that most people would say, are you crazy? Why would you say no to such an opportunity? And now my friend, I'll let you pick it back up. I wanted them to know what you'd actually said no to. And you said yes, a sacred yes to this tiny little church plant of 50 people. Right. Like, what are you doing, man? Right. Exactly. It was, it was no. And I felt like it was no, because there is an opportunity for more joy, more um, peace in the soul mm. um, for for myself, but also the people around me if I just dedicated myself to the one thing instead of taking on the weight of mm-hmm. another thing. Um, and sure, like I was excited about that. And this <laughs> is my thing. So Alexis is like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. I want to go, go, go. And I'm like, existential, philosophical, I just get lost up there. Mm. And then I start thinking about the past and I start thinking about the future and everything that could happen. What if I become a, (laughs) what if I'm on TV and I'm a star and uh, which is ridiculous (laughs) to think about, but like, I would have been your your fanboy. You could have, you could come on the road with me. Uh, (laughs) And and for me, uh, recently, uh, Alexa and I, every morning we read a Psalm. We read Psalm 131 and it was almost for me that that Psalm resonates with me because that that's my issue. It says, uh, I don't set my mind on things too high for me. I've mm-hmm. calmed and quieted my soul. I don't set my mind on actually things too wonderful for me. One translation says, so mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily like awful things, but the author is making a conscious decision to calm and quiet themselves before the Lord actually to, engage in that space of just being it says like a weaned child like like not needing anything no no like strong desire which i mean you kind of think of children i'm like okay needy but sometimes Mm -hmm. just not sometimes just content to just like stare at their finger or whatever and that's the place sometimes we are called to live in to just simply exist and be with god and that that was my issue i was like the future but what about if this happens or what about when that happened or and God was calling me into deeper reflection, into not rushing towards the future, mm. into not thinking about oh, all the mistakes of and opportunities I passed up in the past. It was what I've laid out before you and what has naturally emerged in your life from just mm. being obedient mm. to me. Mm. It's going to continue to happen and you don't have to worry. And so that was a sacred mm-hmm. no for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, that's definitely, it really is. You. Well, well, one thing, ahead. well, one thing that I noticed with what you said too was you had the ability to discern too that sense of calling in your life. And then obviously like clear giftedness, clear ability with music that's yes, part of your calling, but also this like just talent that mm-hmm. you have. Um, but discerning through that, um, 
your calling. And I do think with a sacred no, there has to be an awareness of, again, coming back to that word devotion with sacred, this devotion and this, um, I don't know, conviction. Like we have to have a sense of conviction with, with how we're living our life and um, determining, you know, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do that kind of thing. Um, and I do think calling is a huge mm -hmm. piece in that. I do want to be clear as mm -hmm. well. Like mm -hmm. something like that could be beautiful for someone mm -hmm. and amazing. And it wasn't like there used to be this tension in my life when I was probably in high school, mostly like, am I going to go the way of the world mm -hmm. or am I going to mm -hmm. go like serve at church? That, that wasn't this at all. This was me clearly saying and, and understanding my calling. I am, I am an artist. I do have a pastoral calling in my life. But specifically for this moment in my life, as I look at what God's brought before me, I'm not making these wide sweeping statements about like, oh, I'm always going to like say yes to these church things, but I'm going to say no to these other things because I very well could have gone into that space and ministered to people there right. around me mm -hmm. that don't know Jesus or whatever. But as I listened and prayed and talked and had counsel with y'all and with the wife, like that was the clear sacred decision devoted to God. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think you said something that I want to key in on too, for all of us that, you know, the sacred, yes, sacred, no framework. So one thing that helps us um, discern it is should we use the word uh, what emerges? And that's a big word for us at neighbors. Actually, we love the word emergence. And I know for myself, um, so much of my flesh, uh, like a, it's like a, a, a farmer that's kind of lost his mind. So I want, let's, let's pretend like I'm a farmer and I'm looking at my field and I want, uh, you know, beautiful apple trees to come out of my orchard. But what's been planted there is uh, pear trees, just for the sake of the illustration. And so by what has been planted there, and naturally what emerges is pear trees. And so there's a natural no to apple trees coming up. And so much of my flesh and uh, my own self-will resists that. So, I mean, to, to kind of distill down the point I'm trying to make, God, God has planted these seeds, these purposes, these places that he wants us in these fields called prayer and relationship and faith and church and American Idol and all of these things. And if we take a posture... Uh, of sanity, which is what is emerging out of the ground, then we can decide. Uh, we can we can yield to what's emerging with a sacred no and a sacred yes that's actually uh, joy-filled. So there are obviously uh, small decisions and large decisions that we make every day uh, and, and life-changing decisions where we need to say yes or no. And we wanted to leave you guys with a, a concrete practice from St. Ignatius, um, the practice of discerning desolations and consolations. That's kind of the old archaic way of saying discerning what's going on in your body. And uh, I actually had this conversation with a dear friend just the other day. He's considering some different pastoral roles and all of those things. And what Ignatius would say to do when you're trying to discern what to say yes and no to is he would say, well, let's take a large decision like leaving uh, a career path and going down a different career path. You essentially... In your mind's eye, you, you make the decision, even though it's pretend, you make the decision like, I'm saying yes to this career path. And then you live that way. 
two days, three days a week. And during that time, uh, you, you really uh, introspectively become aware. Um, this actually requires a lot of sacred no's because you need to say no to things so that you're not distracted. You can really internalize, this is the way I feel having made this decision. This is what's going on in my body. This is the way that I am sensing, like you were saying, Shua, when I think about making this decision, then I think about my future, my past, this is what happens in my body, peace, joy, or a kind of a flatness or a deadness or even a fear or a deep anxiety that's, that's more than just fear of the unknown. So Ignatius would say, discern the consolations and the desolations, having made a decision about going down a path. Then the following week, make the exact opposite decision. Say no to this or no to that, yes to this, yes to that, and do the exact same thing. You can do this. We do this every night. Actually, a way to discern how God is guiding you is every night uh, doing the, the practice of examine. We do this around our table with high point, low point with our kids. We'll just have them reflect on the day, high point, low point. Um, where was your highest point from the day? Where was your lowest point from the day? And as they uh, talk through that, we'll just ask simple questions. And how was God guiding you, guiding you in that? Um, it helps the soul and the mind to reflect and to discern. Oh, I said yes here. And that was obviously the Lord leading me. And I'm so grateful for that. And I should have said no here because that actually led down a path of distraction or anxiety or fear just from my day, just from my day, just practicing the presence of the Lord. I think we're going to wrap it up, you guys. Um, sacred no, sacred yes. There's obviously a lot for all of us to be chewing on. We hope this conversation has planted a seed in your soul where um, whatever you say no to this week, whatever you say yes to, you recognize that Jesus is like all over it and all within it and all about you. And um, you're his loved child. So learn to say no to things that draw you away from him. And as we'll discuss in our next conversation, practice saying yes to the things that will draw us more and more close to him and close to each other. We love you guys. Shalom, friends. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.